The stock market has been on a tear recently. Up and down, get bursts where stocks go up big time. And then you have a pullback or you have a, a bank freeze up or who knows. In this video, I'm gonna talk about not the stock market, but about the bond market. And what the bond market it could tell you about what the stock market will be doing in the near future. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. So let's first define what a bond is. A bond is a form of debt. The issuer of that bond is asking to borrow money from you or whoever buys the bond for a period of time, which at the end of that period is called maturity. And they'll issue that bond at say par, which is typically $1,000. They're doing this instead of going to a bank or a lending institution to borrow money because they're a big corporation or they're a central bank or a government or a municipality. And so they're looking for a way to borrow money from the public and in turn, they'll pay you a yield. And then at the end of the maturity, they will pay you back their par value, which is typically $1,000. Now, historically bonds are risk off. They're conservative. They don't move around a lot. People, older people buy them for the income they produce. But bonds have different risk levels, just as stocks do. So you could have high beta stocks like tech, or you would have high beta bonds like junk bonds. An example of a low beta or low risk bond would be a US Treasury or a German boom, which is their version of our bonds. Now bonds, well, the bond market in general is one of the largest markets, traded markets out there. Uh, the derivatives market is pretty big. Uh, the equity market's pretty big, but the bond market, it represents a lot and it's a big market. And the thing about bonds is it's very telling about what is to come in the future. And so I'm gonna give you a couple examples of what bonds were telling us and then what happened. Quick explanation of how bonds work. You have the value and you have the yield. When the yield goes up, the bond value goes down. And when the bond yield goes down, the bond value goes up. It's sort of like a teeter-totter. And it's you and your buddy on the teeter-totter. And you're, you represent the yield. And your buddy represents the value of the bond. And when you go up, his value goes down. And vice versa. Now, why bonds are so important is because they are a risk-off asset. Meaning when a company or a country defaults, it goes in line of secured debt holders. So for instance, Goldman Sachs held the keys to the uh, loan they made. They hold the keys to the factories uh, to GM back uh, before the financial crisis. And when they filed bail, when they were about to go bankrupt, they told the government, you gotta pay us first before you get the keys to the, to the factories back. So they get paid first. Second in line is the bondholder. They get paid second. It's the stockholder or equity holder who really, most cases, loses out and gets nothing. So this now brings us to 
why bonds are so important. If you are a big institution or a retiree, you're looking for conservative safety and bonds have represented that for years. And with what's happening in the market with uh, production levels, I, uh, ISM numbers dropping, with employment numbers starting to be challenged, with high interest rates and the Federal Reserve raising interest rates, markets are getting, well, they're getting spooked and individuals and smart money is moving to a safer place. Which brings us to bonds and why there is a movement from the short-term bonds and money market accounts to long-term bonds and long-duration bonds. So I'm gonna give you a couple examples of looking back in history, recent history, they'll give you an idea of how bonds have performed and out sort of front-run the equity markets. So if you use the US 10-year treasury bond, which has a duration of 10 years, it's issued by the US treasury, to raise money to keep the country moving and, you know, keep the lights on. In October of 2008, the 10-year treasury was at 4.01% yield. So the yield was up versus the bond value. By December 2008, so roughly two months later, the yield was at 2.25, which means money was moving into bonds, driving the value of the bond up and the yields down. By June of 2009, we saw the bottom of the equity markets, uh, the sell-off in April, March, April of 2009. And by that time, money started flowing back into risk assets. In June of 2009, the yield was at 3.53%. Summarize, what we saw was a move and notice by the bond market that things were not good in October of 2008 actually even sooner than that. And it moved from 4.01% to December at 2.25%. By the time the equity markets bottomed out in April of 2009, bond markets started to rally back, meaning yields went up, bond values down. So the market started leaving the risk off asset to a risk on asset to where by June of 2009, the yield was at 3.53% and equity markets were starting to move back higher. From my perspective, bonds are telling us where the smart money is going and actually probably the insider money, the people in the know. We can see that with the whole pandemic. In November of 2018, the US 10 year treasury was at 3.01%. By April of 2019, it was at 2.51%. We saw the same kind of market action with the 10-year German boom. By August of 2019, the US 10-year treasury is 1.50%. Remember, yields go down, bond values go up. Yields go down, risk off. Yields go up, risk on. By December of 2019, the 10-year had rallied a little bit, about 42 basis points to 1.92%. Now this is where it gets interesting. We started to first hear about an issue in China about a, well, a, a sickness. And by March, yeah, March 2020, the 10-year US Treasury was at 
seven zero percent people are willing to pay for a bond that was way overvalued because of its liquidity and its safety well by july of 2020 remember COVID became announced they started flooding money into the market by april the u.s 10-year treasury is at a 0.55 percent basically if you include inflation you were paying the government that yield in a sense does that make sense in a sense what this all means is people panicked institutions moved to u.s treasuries central banks moved to u.s treasuries and we drove the yields down so far and the values up which brings us to october of 2022 where the u.s 10-year treasury got to 4.1 percent now it's got a little bit higher than that but this is on a monthly basis. So at the close of October of 2022, the US 10-year Treasury was at 4.10%. That's a rally from July of 2020, where it was at 0.55% to a uh, high of 4.10% in October of 2022. So if you owned and bought US Treasuries in July of 2020, you're, you've lost an enormous amount of money. And this is why a lot of banks who have hold to maturity assets are completely underwater because they started buying, they were buying US treasuries to meet reserve requirements set out by the government. And they bought a ton of it all the way up until basically October of 2022, where they lost and now they're losing money in a great way which is creating enormous uh, pain on these small to mid-sized banks. And I would even argue, even the large banks are in jeopardy in this case. Well, today the US Treasury, US 10-year Treasury is at 3.30%. Now that has come off its highs in the recent months throughout the year of 2022. And the reason we're seeing this is now we're seeing a flood back in to risk off assets. Why would that be? Recently, you've heard a lot about the yield curve. And what the yield curve is, is the U.S. 10-year Treasury minus the U.S. 2-year Treasury. And they've been talking about it being inverted, meaning the U.S. 2-year Treasury, the yield is higher than the U.S. 10-year Treasury. And it's supposed to be the opposite. When you have a a regular yield curve, the 10-year has a higher yield versus the two-year. But what we're seeing is, is we're seeing a flood out of short-term bonds and short-duration bonds now into long-duration. And it is a risk-off kind of thing. In a way, you could sort of look at it from the perspective of people don't believe the U.S. government or any government is going to be able to pay par at maturity for a two-year treasury versus a 10-year so they're going further out in duration in hopes that they get a better better well better chances of getting paid out in those 10-year treasuries which has created a massive yield inversion of the yield curve in april of 2022 the yield curve was at 0.19 percent today it's at 0.4 negative 0.48 percent now, if we go back to when Silicon Valley Bank went belly up, it got as low as a negative 1.07%. So 107 basis points 
in the negative, which is, well, that's not good. So when you look, when you look at this, it has rallied up here recently. And you, if you look at the yield curve and use it as a barometer of if it starts to move back down, the pressure on the banks is gonna get immense. And that could cause more credit contagion or credit failure. And I believe what we are seeing right now is that we're seeing the movement in the bond market, especially the longer duration bonds, is becoming more and more popular. And the reason is, is because fear, risk off, move into assets that are liquid and that are able to pay. Now the two year, a lot of institutions, well, they probably don't believe we're gonna be able to, US government could pay the US two year treasury out when it matures. So they're going further out in duration, driving the 10 year treasury down. So what does this mean for you and how should you interpret this information? Here's how I'm looking at the yield curve. If the yield curve rallies to 1.24%, so it is now positive versus negative. In my opinion, we will now, we will be very close to a bottom in the S&P. Now, if I use the rate of change of the yield curve from where it is today to my projection of 1.4%, that should put the S&P 500 between 2,400 and 2,500. That's my guess. That's where I think this is all headed because of what's happening in the commercial real estate market, because of what's happening uh, with banks and the solvency of banks. I believe we've got a bigger credit crisis on our hands than we know what to do. But I do believe we could see really good buying opportunities with the S&P at 2,400 to 2,500. And I think we could see it in the next 12 months. So how do you protect your capital? Well, here's a couple things I would think about. One, I would go where the smart money's going, and that is long duration bonds. Bonds that are have a credit rating of say AA and above. Credit rating is uh, usually for S&P, Standard & Poor's, they rate bonds. Uh, AAA is the best, AA is second best, single A is third. And then you get into triple B, double B, and single B. Once you break double B, you're now into the junk bond world or high yield junk, and that's risky. So you wanna go up higher on the credit level and longer in duration. The other place, well, that's where I feature a intermediate term portfolio at QQQ Trades, Trade Ideas. That's QQQTrades.club. Yes, that's a website. Q-Q-Q-T-R-A-D-E-S dot club, C-L-U-B, where I have a model portfolio based on economic conditions of the market, of the economy, and where we're headed. Today, it's very risk-off, defensive. So check it out. Those are my ideas, and everything can change in a heartbeat for sure. But chances are, well, I'd say risk-off. Thank you.